What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America. And I want to start the show today talking about Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard recently said that uh, Biden, President Biden, is Obama's front man, quote unquote. And she said this shortly after a couple things occurred. One of the things that occurred is that the Biden administration just rolled out what is going to amount to and what is essentially a ministry of truth, quote-unquote. Podcasters everywhere are already talking about this, obviously. Lots of debate already. Um, wow. I find that to be quite, quite interesting. Tulsi Gabbard publicly stated that Biden was Obama's front man. She's, she's calling out the big club people. Tulsi, you got balls, girl. Damn. You got balls. More than most men I know. That's unbelievable. And I don't know if she brought this up because uh, President Obama recently gave a speech where he was talking about like Twitter and probably like Elon Musk buying Twitter and how we're going to need this ministry of truth. You know, we can't trust our (laughs) buddies that uh, were in our pocket that ran the social media platform, right? And who knows if that wasn't intelligence community CIA operation, just like this sh- everything you see on your TV and your movies, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, Tulsi also said, uh, let me see if I can bring this up. Biden is just, this. she said this on her Instagram page, Biden is just a front man. Obama said on April 21st, social media censors don't go far enough. So the government needs to step in to do the job. The government needs to step in to be the thought police, is what Obama is saying. And then six days later, Homeland Security rolls out the Ministry of Truth, also known as the Disinformation Governance Board. people (laughs) people you know what I'm going to say I told you I told you it's coming the first amendment is going away and shortly thereafter I would venture a guess that the second amendment is going away the fourth amendment is already gone Other amendments are already gone. 
they've been usurped. Scary. Scary time out there, people. Scary time to be alive. Here, let's listen to Obama talk about these tech giants not going far enough. (laughs) So we need a ministry of truth. You don't think this has anything to do with a guy like Elon Musk having the opinions that he has about the world and purchasing a company with the reach and the power of that platform? the platform of Twitter. You don't think this stuff's all connected, people? You don't think that the big club is protecting their investments? Come on. You are seeing, before your very eyes, powerful people in conflict with one another. And it is going to be quite interesting to see how it all plays out. Take a listen to how this started. Here's President Barack Obama. Now, the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. Still, uh, in talking to people at these companies, I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence, or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, It doesn't go far enough. Content moderation doesn't go far enough, people. Doesn't go far enough. So we need a ministry of truth. We need another government bureau. We need to grow the big government Leviathan even bigger. As if government isn't already gigantic, ginormous, in its present state. I think Thomas Massey the other day uh, submitted a bill to abolish the Department of Education. (laughs) You know, Ron Paul said, let's get rid of the IRS uh, and replace it with nothing. I like that sentiment, especially in this era of inflation, which is a policy. Inflation is an intentional government policy, people. Austerity measures... And it's going to destroy the middle class, probably completely. America's over, people. If you haven't noticed, if you haven't got it, if you haven't woken up to smell the reality, America is donezo, people. It's over. (laughs) The dream is dead. Good luck. You better be ready to fend for yourselves. Period. And I don't like to say period. Because I don't like to be so sure of myself. I know I get dramatic. I get carried away sometimes. But people, logic and rational thought speaks pretty loudly with me as well as my emotional dramatic side. 
And some things, if they continue to trend the, the way that they have been trending, it just seems to me, my fellow Americans, that it's probably over. It's probably, it's probably over. As soon as we hit hyperinflation and go the way of the Venezuela, a lot of you, my fellow Americans, are going to experience a rude, rude awakening. And I am terrified for your children. Let's listen to Tulsi Gabbard uh, on the Jesse Waters show. Uh, I think there's another guy that is like a co-anchor or a fill-in or whatever. His name's Will. I think uh, she's talking to this guy named Will on the Jesse Waters show. And uh, she talks about Obama and the Ministry of Truth and uh, gives you her thoughts after she said Obama... Uh, or I'm sorry, after she said Biden is Obama's front man, you know, allegedly publicly stating that she thinks Obama's running the show of the Biden administration, which a lot of people suspected, a lot of conspiracy theories about that very topic out there, right? A lot of you know, a lot of you have heard. But here goes Tulsi continuing to stand her ground. I got a lot of respect for Tulsi. Big balls on you, Tulsi. Take a listen to this. Just, uh, I think it's no surprise to know that it's not just uh, Obama, but it's the whole Obama-Clinton machine that has been in power for a long time and continues to pull the strings behind the curtain in the Biden administration. But when we're talking about this ministry of truth, Will, what's even more disturbing than the fact that you have all these Democrats who are supporting it is that there are powerful Republicans who are supporting it as well. Uh, there's one in particular over the last couple of days who's been very vocal on television about this. And I want to read his direct quote because it, it was very disturbing to me. He says, this is an important function of the Department of Homeland Security, but they put the absolute wrong person in charge of it. And, well, the, the problem here is not the person they put in charge of it. The bigger problem here is the board itself. The bigger problem here is that, unfortunately, we have powerful Democrats and Republicans who are supporting this ministry of truth, who do not believe in the Constitution and freedom of speech, who have no faith in the American people and are willing to put our taxpayer dollars towards this propaganda department, uh, this, this ministry of truth. It, it's something that belongs in a dictatorship. A ministry of truth does not belong in the United States of America. No, it does not. And Tulsi, I hope you'll forgive me, but I have hosted three shows over the past weekend and somehow this missed my radar. So who is this vocal Republican politician in support of the ministry of truth? Uh, this this quote that I pulled from was was Karl Rove, who's been pretty ding, outspoken ding, ding. about this. He's not alone. There have been other powerful Republicans who uh, have sounded outraged about it, but it turns out their their outrage is not because of the standing up of this propaganda department. Their outrage is about who was chosen to lead it. And the problem with this is when you take a bigger step back, when you have powerful Republicans and Democrats supporting this, then we will end up with revolving ministries of truth pushing for whoever happens to be in power at any given right. time. Uh, 
I, right. I have faith in the American people, though. Unlike these people, I have faith in the American people that we will stand together and reject this insanity and that we will stand together and reject any Democrat or Republican who fails to denounce this ministry of truth and who fails to stand up for our Constitution, our Bill of Rights and our freedom of speech. Well, I stand with you, Tulsi, and I appreciate you highlighting that this evening. As is always the case, it is elites in power looking to preserve that power and just trade it between their two teams who look to control the people. And speech and thought are the most basic fundamentals of control. Tulsi, I always enjoy your perspective. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Okay, so couple things, couple things. Uh, she used the term the revolving ministries of truth. One of the things that might come out of this with the left-right bullshit paradigm, it would be revolving ministries of truth, like the revolving door. The people that would be regulating would be the people that would be legislating eventually, and vice versa, the revolving door. This is scary stuff. I don't like this Ministry of Truth conversation. I cannot believe that I, like, this is being manifested in our lives, in the here and now, in the real world. This fantasy, philosophy, you know, philosophical theory, dystopian uh, novel stories, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy people. Like, I really wish, <laughs> I really wish it was not this way. I, I really wish I was wrong about this stuff, but it just seems to me people, it's crazy. Um, take a listen to this clip. This is, um, uh, this is Dan Bongino. Talking about this, uh, C, uh, not CIA, well, maybe, who knows. But talking about this person that leaked this information uh, about the Supreme Court ruling recently about abortion. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to change gears real quick here. But this story is going to tie into my theme. Uh, you know, all things are in flux, people. Political opportunism is a big deal. And we're going to see crazier and crazier and crazier things go down in the 21st century uh, on the world stage. Guaranteed. Because of all this increased connectivity, the tech future, the environmental risks and fears of resources going away, scarcity, austerity, etc., 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 right? I'm telling you, the preppers <laughs> had the right idea, people. You might want to start learning how to distill water and how to build a camp and how to hunt and gather and live off the land and be able to identify plants. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see a lot of progress in the opposite direction on, you know, with regard to many current public issues, current events right now. 
It's looking pretty scary and dark and bleak out there. And I want you guys to stay positive. I'm going to stay positive. Weather's going to get nicer. Can't wait to go outside more often. It's going to be great, right? <laughs> and another thing I wanted to say about that previous clip before I get to the Bongino uh, clip is, you know, Tulsi Gabbard was calling out the rhinos. Republican in name only, right? And then I hit you with the ding, ding, ding when she mentioned Karl Rove because she said, you know, Ob the Obama, um, was it Obama-Clinton dynasty, she said? I mean, we've talked about that before. I would go so far as to say the George W. Obama-Clinton dynasty. Because remember who said that they found a guy they could make president? He was talking about George W. at the time. Karl Rove, people. A lot of big club stuff going on in the world right now, people. Lots of big club movers and shakers making moves on this global chessboard we call the world. It is a very interesting time to be alive. Um, here we go. Here's Dan Bongino. I want you guys to listen to this just because he kind of talks about the left-right paradigm and, you know, how far is the woke left and the progressive left willing to go on all this stuff with this whole abortion conversation. I stay out of the abortion conversation. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want. I don't have an opinion on it. I don't feel educated enough on it to really fully grasp it. Um, I understand people's argument for and against. Um, very, very divisive issue. And I don't want to get into it. Uh, my opinion on the topic is irrelevant. But there are people that are strong uh, advocates. They are pro-lifers, I guess you could say. Typically conservative, probably religious Christians. And that's okay. Believe whatever you want to believe, people. Uh, but I think this conversation boils down to the morality conversation. What's moral versus what's legal? Is ending a human life moral? Whether or not it is legal in certain circumstances, right? And those circumstances are what is debatable if you choose to engage in this debate. Some people don't think there's a debate. Some people are, are so devoted to their belief on this issue that they will die on that hill. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Free country, right? Free country. But the abortion conversation leads philosophically directly into the murder conversation. Regardless of how you dress it up and put a pretty bow on it. <laughs> Just saying. And I don't necessarily agree with everything Bongino says right here, to be honest with you. I'm not as passionate on this topic as he is. He gets a little carried away in this piece. Uh, but he mentions a few things that sparked my attention. 
One of them being the Streisand effect. Remember the Streisand effect that the guy in the previous episode that uh, freaked out in front of the Plano, uh, Texas City Council? I play, He said, you need to look up the Streisand effect, trying to shut down free speech. Yeah, we're going to talk about what that is here in a minute. But uh, first, here we go. Take a listen to Bongino. Get a little, a little carried away. <laughs> like this. Out of- we have never, never seen anything like this out of the Supreme Court. Ever. Ever. I believe there are four clerks per justice. I heard on the news this morning making for 36. They will find this person. There's an FBI investigation. I'll get to that in a second. But why do I believe that? Here's the daily schedule. You know, when you're inside the White House, like I used to work in there, you get a schedule and a rundown every single morning. Here is the schedule for today. At 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time tonight, the Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks at the 30th Annual We Are Emily National Conference and Gala. We Are Emily? That's a pro-abortion group. You think that was all by chance? This leak comes out today. Someone had this. Someone had this and they planned this. Folks, they need a change in the conversation. Their disinformation board, their ministry of truth, inflation, the ongoing Ukraine-Russia crisis, the border disaster, negative GDP growth. They need something. You're going to see people argue, oh, this wasn't about the midterms. It's about intimidation. No, it's about both. They're not mutually exclusive. This was planned. Someone planned this. I would love, and I think that FBI investigation should include a, um investigation and a subpoena for the communications of White House and VP staffers with anyone on the Supreme Court. I suggest the first place you look is the staff of Sonia Sotomayor. You may find something there. We'll see. You may. We'll have to see about that. A couple of other takeaways. I've got a bunch of takeaways from what happened yesterday. The leak is an abomination, folks. It's an abomination, just like abortion. And it is additional evidence that the left will burn this place to the ground if they cannot kill babies in the womb, if they cannot terminate life in the womb, the left will burn this place to the ground. It is proof, hard proof that evil is not a fable. It is not a fairy tale. I texted a friend that this morning. Evil is real. It exists right now. Evil is the function of human choice. God gave us free will to choose between good and evil to sift out who was going to be entitled to a seat in the second creation. Some choose evil. And I'm telling you, it is real. I'll put a quote from C.S. Lewis up at the end. The left will burn this place to the ground if they don't get their way. Number two, listen, ladies and gentlemen, abortion is an abomination. There is nothing I would love to see more than a ban on this abominable sacrifice of human life. Nothing. But the hard reality is this would not make abortion illegal. The left is going to tell their base that. I wish it did. It's not, in fact, true. It will simply turn abortion law back over to the states. Places like California will probably do, sadly, uh, make abortion up until a 
uh, you know, birth and then and then uh, with with you know uh, a post abortion post birth a uh, homicide legal after that. Yeah. That's probably what California will do. It does not make abortion illegal. I wish it did. It does not do that. You don't have to lie to make your point. If you're pro-abortion and terminating life in the womb is a sacrament to you, then just say it. You don't have to lie about it. This will not make abortion illegal. We'll simply turn it over to the states, and some states will, in fact, thank you, Lord, make it illegal. This abominable practice. Another thing. The leak is unprecedented, and it is going to change everything moving forward. The court system in the United States, not just the Supreme Court, appellate circuit courts on down, district courts, state courts, all of them, are meant to deliberate afterwards privately. The proceedings happen in public. People can watch it. But the justices in these cases, panels at the appellate level, the Supreme Court, the nine of them, are supposed to be free to discuss this case in private. Therefore, they don't have to worry about political pressure. They should be making a decision based on judicial principles. This changes everything now. Additional proof that the left wants to burn this place to the ground if they can't kill babies. And that's a fact. That's a fact. And it's time for us to start talking about what this really is. Because that's exactly what this is. The leftist reaction, by the way, is immediately to move towards chaos and implying violence. Here is a candidate for Florida's attorney general down here. Daniel Olfelder, who tweeted out on his verified account, it's time for a revolution. That sounds like an insurrection to me, folks. That sounds like an insurrection. You can expect more of this, by the way, moving forward. More of these calls for chaos and winks and nods at violence and revolution. You can expect more of this moving forward. Burn it to the ground if they don't get their way. A couple of other points and takeaways here. I'm going to get to Pelosi in a second, too, and some more videos of the AstroTurf that's going on right now to make you believe there's some massive public outcry to terminate life in the womb. Mark Levin was on this morning on Fox and Friends, and he said it correct. The person will be found who leaked this. They will likely be disbarred, fired, and potentially prosecuted. But he's correct. This person, let's not make any mistake, will be a hero to the left and will be a millionaire selling life stories, heroic whistleblower. There'll be books. So let's not pretend there's not a Streisand effect here either. It's not here for, this is a great day for us, if true, this leak, if true. I'm hesitant to put, I have to put that asterisk in there. But let's not pretend that this horrendous, atrocious, grotesque human being who did this to make sure they burn the republic to the ground is not going to be a hero from the, for the left because I just told you the left's goal is to burn the place to the ground. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bongino, uh, although I may disagree with the words that you say, I will defend to the death your right to say them Uh, and although I may disagree with you and 
you know, I mean, I agree with some points. I disagree with others. But the point is, is that I value your opinion because of how passionately you believe. Uh, and that is a good lesson for others. You're setting example, an example for others to learn from. And I respect you and your opinion for that. Um, but what I wanted to point out from this is the Streisand effect. Again, I'm going to mention that here in a minute. But uh, Supreme Court leak being unprecedented. Bongino saying it was planned. You're gonna hear, There's that word unprecedented again. Bongino's scared it's going to change everything. A lot of change. You keep hearing that word unprecedented. That means that the world is changing quite a bit and pretty quickly. And, you know, why does the left want to burn this place to the ground? I've said it before, people, because that's the plan. The plan is to destroy individual sovereignty of nations and and form a new world order where they are in charge of everything. And we're starting to see it. We're starting to see a little bit more usurpation, people. A little bit here, a little bit there. You watch. You watch. Start paying attention to this stuff. So here we go. Streisand effect. The Streisand effect is a phenomenon that occurs when an attempt to hide, remove, or censor information has the unintended consequence of increasing awareness of that information, often via the internet. It is named after American singer Barbara Streisand, whose attempt to suppress the California Coastal Records Project's photograph of her residence in Malibu, California, taken to document California coastal erosion, inadvertently drew greater attention to the photograph in 2003. Attempts to suppress information are often made through cease and desist letters, but instead of being suppressed, the information receives extensive publicity, as well as media extensions, such as videos and spoof songs, which can be mirrored on the internet and distributed by, uh, I'm sorry, on file sharing networks. And I've been over this before. This is the beginning of uh, privacy going away, people. Privacy is going away. If you got skeletons in your closet, big tech is going to sniff them out. And then uh, the, the big government ministry of truth is going to regulate. <laughs> oh, people, it's coming. You watch. You watch. I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. 
FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back. So, uh, lots going on in the world, people. Uh, Ministry of Truth, content moderation. Obama says the tech giants aren't going far enough. The left wants to tear the world apart because of the abortion issue, which obviously is a useful idiot situation intended to further the divide-and-conquer agenda, which, you know, the goal is the supra-national sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers, and not the national auto-determination practiced in past centuries. Remember that? In the words of Mr. David Rockefeller, people, take a listen. <laughs> oh, boy. Take a listen to this awesome clip. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire. And... This is some work that they've been doing on President Biden. And I don't know if he's Obama's front man. Honestly, when I first heard that idea, I thought that that was a tinfoil hat, harebrained conspiracy theory, to be honest with you. I thought that that was not anywhere near the case. Uh, I didn't think that Biden was in his right mind, early onset dementia perhaps, but I had a feeling he had handlers that are just as good as the handlers that handle every president, I suppose, especially at this point, post-Kennedy, the post-JFK era military industrial complex world, Orwellian surveillance police, state, totalitarian, dictatorship. That's coming, my fellow Americans. It's right around the fucking corner. You better start paying attention. I'm telling you. Take a listen to this piece about Biden from the Daily Wire. Why? In 2013, did 43-year-old Hunter Biden accompany his father, the vice president of the United States, on an official state visit to China? Could have had something to do with the private equity fund that Hunter founded with his Chinese partner. America's mainstream media censored a substantiated story showing Hunter Biden's involvement in major business deals with China. One email confirmed as real read, 10 held by H for the big guy. Translation, 10% for Joe Biden, held by Hunter. It appears that means the current president of the United States was taking a 10% cut from Chinese businessmen connected to Chinese intelligence services. The rest of the elite rose as of a single organism to defend him, to protect him, 
American political elites have thrown open the gates to the Chinese Communist Party. This is the story of how America's political establishment betrayed their country to the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, wow. <laughs> Dude, Ben Shapiro. Uh, talk about entertainment for a reason that I've talked about on a previous show. You believe in what you do. You believe in your country. Right? You want to... You wanna, uh, Expose tyranny whenever you see it. I can't hate on that message. I like that message. Is Biden in the pocket of the Chinese Communist Party? I don't know, maybe. Is Hunter Biden doing business dealings around the world in the name of his father? Uh, clearly. How come no one's talking about Hunter's laptop? How come no one's talking about Gillen Maxwell's black book? People. Ministry of Truth? Ministry of Truth or Department of whatever. Speaking of Department of whatever. <laughs> Department of whatever. Department of Homeland Security uh, head, whatever his name is, Mayorkas. Uh, recently got grilled about the Ministry of Truth by one of my favorites, Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, <laughs> asking him if he, if he was going to probe into whether or not uh, President Clinton did or did not have uh, sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> People, human beings, I mean... I don't know how much faith you can have in your fellow humans these days, people. You better start getting in touch with yourself. You better start looking within if you want to know the truth. Speaking of the truth, in a previous podcast, people, I told you that I've looked at a lot of media from around the world. And what you are getting here in the United States from your mainstream media news networks is an abomination, if you will. <laughs> Bongino thinks abortion is an abomination. I think the American mainstream media coverage of the world is an abomination. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a clip for you. This occurred in Cape Town, South Africa. This was a gentleman uh, by the name of Sheikh Imam, uh, representative of the National Freedom Party. And this broadcast on ENCA News, which I believe is uh, South African News. I could be wrong about that. I didn't look it up. I just saw that that was the news organization that aired this clip. And I'm going to play this clip for you. And I want you to pay very, very, very close attention to what this man says about the West and about American foreign policy over the years. I've been over it. Other podcasters have been over it. Shit, Tully, 
Tulsi Gabbard's even talked about our foreign policy before. And as an American, this, this should make you cringe a little bit, listening to how people from around this world are talking about the United States. And I've known that this conversation has been inevitable for quite some time. I know, I've always known, for ever since I was in the military, that the rest of the world's opinion of us was going to go south uh, more and more and more over time if we continued our foreign policy, if we continued operating the way that we've been operating ever since 9-11 and even before 9-11, way before 9-11. And this might be difficult to listen to, but I think you all need to hear it. This is National Freedom Party Representative Sheikh Imam from Cape Town, South Africa, talking about whose fault all of this is. And basically, he blames the West. Strap on your seatbelts, grab a beverage, and take a listen to this. Palestine are losing. When the people in Palestine are losing their lives, being raped and murdered, there's no cry from anybody, no passion. When the same thing happens in Syria, we hear nothing. When the same thing happens in Libya, we hear nothing. When the same thing happens in Iraq, we hear nothing. When the Ukrainians are violating the rights of other Ukrainians, particularly in the Donbass region, there's nobody crying for those people. What is the reason for that? What about India? Why is there nobody in this country raising the concerns of the Indian minorities of the Christians and the Muslims whose rights are being violated by the Indian government? Nobody in this country is saying anything about it. Now, NATO went on and bombed many of the Russian allies. Russia could do absolutely nothing about it and stayed out of it. What did Russia stay? Demilitarization. Stay away from my Russian borders. If you notice what has been happening since 1990, they are coming closer and closer and closer to the Russian border until they will make Russia so weak that Russia will have no other option but to give in to them. That is what it is all about. But who is the root cause of this whole problem? It is clearly the West and the United States of America that is the root cause of all the mayhem and chaos and destruction all over the world. Let's talk about the biological laboratory which is funded by the Pentagon in Ukraine. Where is it coming from? Why are they getting involved in those? Let's talk, let's talk about the number of people that were massacred by the Ukrainians oh, yes. who have been detained without uh, trial. Nobody has said anything about that as well. Okay. Let's talk about the shelling of the hospitals and the schools and the massacre and the mass graves that were found in Ukraine. Nobody says anything about that. Now, what is Russia asking for? Russia is saying, stay away from my borders and stay away from me. All you have been doing, and remember, Ukraine is being used as a fool by the United States and the West, and they're falling into the trap like many other countries have fallen in the trap previously, and that's what it is all about. <laughs> I mean, people. Sam Winchester told you. I've told you. 
Many commentators have been trying to tell you people. The story you're getting from your mainstream media news network about the Ukraine-Russia situation. <laughs> A lot more going on than they're telling you about. You think you're getting 100% of the story? Oh, no, 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 no. You got to go look for it. You want the truth? You got to go dig. You got to get intellectually curious. Be brave enough to be intellectually honest. Have the courage to go seek out and discover new information, right? Can you imagine if this clip I just played for you was aired on an American mainstream media news network? Can you imagine? People. The times, they are a-changing. In the words of Bob Dylan. Let's move on. Let's turn up the optimism and the fun. Let's enjoy our lives Let's experience love and joy and happiness and satisfaction. And let's play some punk rock. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, today I called this episode A Terror Era Coming True. And that title is inspired by a lyric that I really like from Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I think it's their song called Voice of, a Vo of the Voiceless. And there's a line in there where he, he uh, talks about Orwell's book 1984. And he, sell, he says, Orwell's hell, a terror era coming through. But this little brother is watching you too. And that's kind of the theme for the show today, people. Small usurpations continue, continuing over time. Small encroachments into your privacy, your life, the reduction of your choices and your options, the growth of the big tech surveillance police state. They're gonna they're gonna come after free speech now. They gotta control the narrative, they gotta control your mind. That's the name of the game, controlling your mind. I think this whole um, 
um, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard case that's all over the news too is clearly distracting from other things that are going on. I mean, we get this trial, you know, 24-7, even the most boring, unnecessary stuff that's not even news, yet the, you know, the Gillen or Gillen, whatever, Maxwell case, uh, we can't even see who her clients were. She got convicted of a crime uh, trafficking children to nobody. (laughs) You don't think there's some... uh, Secrets there, people. But that's kind of why I wanted to call the show uh, A Terror Era Coming True. Because ever since 9-11, we've been slowly watching the foundation being built. And the Hegelian dialectic being run. And meetings, meetings, and more meetings. Plans, plans, more plans. The big club. You know, the the more the plans fail, the more the planners plan, Ronald Reagan once said. <laughs> so anyway, Rage Against the Machine, Zach De La Roca, great lyrics, great band. One of my favorites of all time. Of all time. All right, people. A couple episodes ago, I read you guys the lyrics to one of my old songs, America the Masquerade. And I was on my old Fandalism page the other day. And I found probably the shittiest recording of a song ever (laughs) that I'm going to play on this podcast. But it's good enough to play. The quality is crap. I apologize in advance for the crap quality. But you'll get the point with the song. I think I did a great... uh, Maybe not a great job. But I did a good job expressing the emotional intent, I guess. I got it. I got my point across. I enunciated things in the right places that I wanted to enunciate them. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, there's no guitar solo on this recording where there's supposed to be a guitar solo. So I'm just going to try to play around with uh, that lyric and just do a spoken word of it over it just for fun. That's for me. That's not for you. So it's not. it may or may not be cool. But I'm just going to try it for fun because that's, that's how musicians do things. They try things to see if they're cool or not. So anyway, I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. This is the worst recording uh, of a, one of my songs I'll ever play on the show. But I've read the lyrics to my old song, America the Masquerade, a couple times now. And I wanted to at least give you guys the song in some form, even if it's shit form. You'll get the idea. Ladies and gentlemen... An Andrew for America original. Here is my song, America. The Masquerade, with accompaniment by the worst drum machine, drum beat you've ever heard. And enough. Here we go. Take a listen to this. 
woman I knew, and she said, would you like to meet one of the Rockefellers? I said, sure, I'd love to. And uh, we became friends, and um, he began to divulge a lot of things to me. So he said to me one night, he said that uh, there's going to be an event there, and out of that event, you're going to see we're going to go into Afghanistan, so we run pipelines from the Caspian Sea, we're going to go into Iraq, to take the oil and establish a base in the Middle East, and we're going to go into Venezuela and, and try and get, and get rid of Chavez. And uh, the first two they've accomplished, Chavez they didn't accomplish, and uh, so you're going to see guys going into caves looking for <laughs> looking for people uh, that they're never going to find. You know, he was laughing about the fact that you have this war on terror. There's no real enemy. He's talking about how... By having this war on terror, you can never win it because this is, this is an eternal war. And so you can always keep taking people's liberties away. And I said, how are you going to convince people that this war is real? He said, but the media. The media can convince everybody it's real. I mean, you know, it's just that you keep talking about things. You keep saying it over and over and over again. And eventually people believe it. You know, you created the Federal Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create 9-11, which is another lie. Through 9-11, you, then you're fighting a war on terror, and now all of a sudden you go into Iraq, which was another lie, and now they're going to do Iran, you know? And it's all one thing leading to another, leading to another, leading to another. Now, I would say, that, why, what are you doing this for? What, what, what's the point of this thing? You have all the money in the world you ever want. You have all the power. I said, you know, you're hurting people. It's, it's not a good thing. And he would say, what do you care about the people for? Take care of yourself and you take care of your family. And then I said to him, what's the ultimate, what are the ultimate goals here? So the, the, goal, the ultimate goal is to get everybody in this world chipped with the, with the RFID chip and uh, have all money be on those chips and everything on those chips. And if anybody wants to protest what we do or violate what we want, we just turn off the chip. We knew that we had to monitor our enemies. We also come to realize that we need to monitor the people who are monitoring them. Like well, who's going to monitor the monitors of the monitors? People in this brave new Orwellian surveillance police state world order that's coming? Who's going to monitor the monitors of the monitors? We're all just people, right? Human beings, fallible creatures. But some of us, I guess are cut from a different cloth. You know, than others. All animals are equal, my fellow Americans. But some animals are more equal than others. This has been episode 97 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt. Donate to the show. Read the show notes. They're coming, slowly but surely. I'm starting from the very beginning, and then I'm doing a little from the most recent, and I'm working my way to the middle. Uh, So go check that out if you want to. Send me an email, andrew4america1984 at gmail.com. If you have a punk rock band that you want me to play on the show, or if you have some ideas, some thoughts, feelings, ideas, 
Um, questions, concerns? Go check me out on Gab, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble. And I think that's it. I love you guys. I hope you liked the show today. We'll be back soon. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 97 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, entitled A Terror Era Coming True. We'll see you next time.